Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pastor Tom Doherty, and today again in the studio is Pastor Max Buchanan. He was out the last couple shows that I did dealing with John, but he's back for this week. Max, good to see you again. Hey, good to be here. I'm glad that we got to get back in the studio together. Well, I am too. And how's your three-year-old and your two-month-old? They are insane like normal. It's been great. Uh, It's just a lot of fun and a lot of energy. And, you know, Conrad, our three-year-old, is into everything, and Kara uh, our, you know, two month old, she is doing really well and having a good time and she's getting more and more alert. So it's a lot of fun, but it's also very busy. I can't believe she already walks. I know. It's crazy. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah. And if you believe that, folks, I'll show you my ranch in Hawaii. <laughs> so but anyway, we're going to go through the 15th chapter of John today, the first eight verses. So let's have a word of prayer and get rolling. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this great day. Thank you for Pastor Max and his family. Thank you for the listeners. And God, may our lives be touched by the power of your words in John. We love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. The Bible says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that will be even more fruitful. And, you know, just just a side note, I, I I did some pruning back when I was growing up, and so I know what that means. Oh, there you, you know, go. Thinning out fruit, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. And such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. So, obviously, Jesus is using the vine and branches uh, to be able to share some truths. And so, Max, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Yeah, most definitely. And so this is another I am statement. I am the true vine. And he's talking about the vine producing fruit and kind of what that looks like in the life of the Christian. And in our lives, we know that as we continue on in our relationship with God, that we are to produce fruit. It becomes a metaphor that's pretty common throughout the New Testament. A very popular one is obviously the fruit of the Spirit. But what this is saying is that those who belong to God abide in Him. Those who belong to God, who've come to faith in Christ Jesus, they belong to Him. And He does everything and gives us the faith to continue on in this journey with him and continues to give us the strength and continues to work in our lives so that we can see fruit come to fruition in them. So it's a pretty cool uh, metaphor that he's saying here, but then he also gives warning that if somebody does blaspheme the Holy Spirit or in this lifetime does not come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, then ultimately destruction waits for him. He talks about fire and, and burning into that whole thing. And so as he goes through this, he says that there is people and there has been some among them that will not, you know, inherit the kingdom of God. And so it's this interesting thing 
There's this one verse in here that people oftentimes kind of misrepresent, and that's the idea. He says, um, those who don't belong to him, you know, the fire awaits, but those who do belong to him, whatever they ask, they shall get. The key to that isn't that he's saying this is prosperity gospel, you're going to get a nice jet and whatnot, (laughs) right? The whole idea is that we're abiding in him. So if we're abiding in him, ultimately our desires change to his desires, right? And he continues to guide and direct us. So as long as it's according to his will, because we know that he's ultimately working out everything for the good of those who love him. So as long as we are in his will and our desires are being changed to his desires, as we ask according to his will, he grants it to us. And I think that that's key because we can get some funky doctrines when it comes to this verse. But in reality, it's just saying, walk closely with God, allow him to continue to minister to your life. And as he does, you're going to see the fruit flourish and you're going to get these desires that your heart overwhelmingly longs for. So those four words, according to his will, are very important for us to understand. Because a lot of people, they take in the context, and there's other verses that say, just ask anything and it should be granted to you. Yeah. But if you read uh, deeply into the word of God, you realize, yes, ask anything According to his will. Well, yeah. I mean, you can ask something. If you asked him to to make, like you said, for a jet or something you don't need or this yeah. and that, and it's not in his will, then he wouldn't provide. Now, I know people that have asked for major things that God has certainly provided for oh, them. Oh, 100%. Because, because this is what he wanted to have for them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a fine balance to think for. I think just, you know, now that I'm a Christian, I expect a private jet and all these cars and all this stuff is like, that's not going to happen. In fact, he's changing our desires to look more like his. And for me being in ministry, as I've walked, you know, through this whole uh, season of my life for the last seven, eight years of being in ministry, um, I've seen how God has changed my desires and how um, because of that, I have a longing to do certain things and fruit is produced because of it. And so, and I think back to even the ministry of our church, right? Like God changed your heart to have a desire to come to a church of 40 people when you were hanging out you know, at a, a very comfortable, like you've said, yeah. a million, you know, uh, with all these people and it just feels right. And God's, you know, doing all this stuff. And then he calls you to have faith and step out and gives you this random desire to go over to this little tiny church and to take it over and to see what God has done. You can see the fruit that he's produced. Yeah. It's in, it's not easy. I mean, I remember back in that time and and for you that have not listened before, I came from a church of 1,200, and I was one of eight pastors, and we our church had grew over the previous six years from 600 to 1,200, and uh, God had blessed us immensely. And I had a great situation, a great job. I was a singles pastor and outreach pastor and part of a great staff. And when I got the call from Boise, it was uh, – it was tough because, one, I was also coaching. I had my dream coaching job in baseball uh, given to me, and I had that already ready to go and already started the season and and all sorts of great things that happened. Then I got that call from Vancouver, Washington, uh, and that was in, you know, that was when I was in Caldwell years ago, and, and I went there and then getting a call reverse order years later by <laughs> Boise and saying, well, hey, would you come? We got a church that's struggling, you know. 40, 50 people. And in fact, I looked at the attendance. Uh, they gave me things to look at before I came. And that summer, the one Sunday they had 19, another Sunday they had 27. I thought, <laughs> are you kidding me? We came here, we sold a second car to try to make a living. We lived in the church parsonage, which they remodeled for us. 
We, t- we, you know, but it was a God thing. And my God laid it on my wife's heart, and and didn't he knew what he was doing. It took a while to to build over the years, but God, you know, like you said, knows what he's doing, when and it's accordance to your will. And I had told the pastor, when he had told me about a month prior, he said, Pastor Tom, he said, I think that you would make a great senior pastor, and I don't want you to leave, but I want you to pray about that. And so I told him I'd pray one year about it, and it was one month later that I got this call, and, and, and then it was uh, three three months later or four months later we moved to Boise, and the greatest thing that ever happened to me, and mm-hmm. and kind of Max the same situation with you, in a yeah. sense, you know, here you are a California boy your whole life, a surfer, and yeah, and enjoyed your life. You had a great church. Your mom worked at a church as a solid, still a solid church today, and yeah, and you went to Bible college and. And you met Jenny, which uh, was uh, been a friend of ours for since she was about three years old, and she she went there. And long story short, uh, you applied for position as a youth pastor, and and we had two people we were looking at very seriously, and God made it clear to you, to us, to my committee, it was unanimous that you were the one. And man, it was the right move because the youth group prospered the last six years, and. And now, and uh, almost seven years, and uh, it's over seven now, but, but then you've moved now into the associate role. God's called you from youth ministry to adult ministry, which same thing happened to me in yeah. about the same time period. Yeah. And now you're doing a phenomenal job leading our adult ministry. But yeah, but it was following God's will. You could have very easily been comfortable and stayed there. And even in the meantime, the last couple of years, you've got calls from some really good churches wanting you. One is your home church. Another one is another really solid church yeah. that wants you back. But you you continually pray for God's will, and we're glad you're not going anywhere for a while. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's 100% what you know it's been i feel like god's just saying hey the you know there's a lot of stuff that still needs to be done that i want to include you in here in boise for the time being and um and so it's it's cool because it's like i get these other awesome opportunities that are thrown um you know out there or whatever that are really cool and such um but it's really challenged me to wait on the lord and see you know directly what he wants you know i know that he would probably end up blessing it if i went you know somewhere else or whatever the case may be but for the time being, I just, again, I have this overwhelming desire to just continue to be here in Boise and minister for whatever period of time that God has. And so I'm just, you know, uh, figuring it out and looking at it. And, and when I taught the book of John, I've realized how much, and, and this kind of course correlates with it as well, is that time and time again, Jesus was submitting to his father, right? He says that over and over again. He's like, my hour is not yet come. My hour is not yet come. And I think for me, it's been really interesting to kind of look at that in my own life, this call to submit completely. And so it's like, God, if you want me in Boise, that's great. If you tell me the middle of central Mexico, guess what? The house is going up for sale and it's the middle of central Mexico. <laughs> you know, like it's just like it's it's now becoming more simple. I'm just like, okay, like, you know, God is ultimately at work. I don't want to interfere with any of this. I just want to be available. And I, it's just been a change of heart, I think, in my, me you know, f- through the course of time of like, I'm never going to leave California. And then I get up here and I'm like, you know, Boise, I'm so glad I feel called here right now because it's such a nice place to raise a family. And, and, you know, there's different things that would be a concern if we went other places that aren't a concern here that it's just like, Oh, it's nice and taken care of. But I feel like God challenges my heart a lot too of saying, Hey, but if I do want you to go, you've got to be Are available. Exactly. And so I just want to be available for God to work how he wants to. As of now we're in Boise. Praise God. And that's the same thing that I 
I pray. I said, Lord, now I'm uh, reaching into my senior pastor ministry as of December 31st, but I'm going to be working in another ministry within the church. But I don't know if God wants me here for long term, but I'm, I'm willing to go wherever he wants me to go and do what he wants me to do. Well, folks, we hope you are too. We hope you'll listen to the Spirit of God and you will trust in him. He loves you as a great plan for your life. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.